talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. And we're back. Welcome to Messy Christianity. Kevin Tillman. Yes. Brent Allen. Word. Good morning. Morning. Man, it's a good one today. How do I write a sermon? That's easy. I don't. (laughs) I just wing it. (laughs) I believe the the scriptures. That happened to to Peter and John. Don't worry about what you're going to say. Fling it on me, Holy Spirit. Just go with it. Come on. You know, uh, it, 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 some people might say, why in the world are y'all talking about this? But, but the reason is very simple, because I think a lot of people do really wonder yeah. about the mystery of, of, of preparing a message, yeah. whether it's Sunday morning, whether it's the, uh, the Waterfront Mission, whether it's uh, Wednesday night, you know, whatever. Anytime mm-hmm. we, we preach, um, we yeah. have to prepare something, or at least mm-hmm. we're, we're typically going to prepare something. We don't always have that opportunity. Yep. And I would also say that... that Everybody listening at some point may have the need to prepare something. You just never know. And so let's talk about that. I suspect our, our methods are somewhat different and um, probably probably shocking to people, really. I say shocking, maybe not shocking, but probably they, they might have a different mindset. Hmm. Um, so <clears throat> for those listening don't know who we are and what we do, I'm Jeff. I'm the lead pastor, so I get to preach every week. Brent? Hi, I'm Brent. <laughs> Hi Brent. Hi Brent. I'm a. Um, <laughs> I can't think. Anyway, uh, I, I'm I'm the family pastor, and I spend the majority of my time hanging out with teenagers. But you no, but you preach every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, you also preach yeah. at other other uh, times and events, and you preach here. You preached all summer. You preach for four months, basically. Mm-hmm. So you do have a you do have yes. a method. Yes. And you. And I lead the worship here, so not preaching on a regular basis now, but I have in the past. I was a youth pastor for many, many years and did the every week kind of thing. And, and then you started and a church. I started a church and was pastoring that and uh, did that every week. And uh, and then fill in here from time to time now. So, um, yeah. so, so I've done it too. Yeah. So to, to prepare a message, um, we've when I was in seminary, I was told by the <laughs> yeah. preaching professor yeah and i and i don't think it was no 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 I've, you know i don't i don't think there was any ill intent i I'm think just, there was a, an attention to try to give you some boundaries and structure right. but i was told we were told that you should prepare one hour per minute of sermon mm-hmm. that that was the prep time yep. so a 30 minute message essentially would take 30 hours of preparation and then um we were taught some basic structure of of what to write mm-hmm <clears throat> some schools even teach a manuscript. So you write out the manuscript, mm-hmm. and a lot of preachers actually do preach with the manuscript. They they write it throughout the week, and then they rehearse it, and then they try to memorize it, and, and then on Sunday morning try to preach it without having to look at it too much. Yeah. Some preachers of old, like Jonathan uh, Edwards. Edwards, would yeah. read his manuscript, yep. um, and that actually was pretty common. used to be that preachers would prepare on Saturday night. Because a lot of them were not full time, they had to work during the week, and mm-hmm. Saturday nights was their time to to get get their head right, get their heart right, and mm-hmm. and write out what they wanted to do. So, um, how do we do it? First off, how do you pick a topic? How do you decide what to preach? That's a loaded question. Yes, it is. So, it, there's actually two ways for me that I view both the topic and the preparation, and that is 
for instance, here on a Sunday morning, unless Jeff's on sabbatical, I, I would prepare for one sermon. I'm not preparing for a series, four or five, eight, ten weeks, things of that nature. So that's a totally, for me, it's a totally different preparation, totally different thought mentality from a a topic to a series. So if it's a one-time opportunity... And it's not given to me. That's some of the things we have to understand yeah. for some sermons. Sometimes a sermon topic is given mm-hmm. to us. Uh, if Jeff is out and he's preaching a series at six, eight weeks long, and, mm-hmm. and myself or Kevin may fill in at week four, mm-hmm. a lot of times we would pick up based on that series. I usually give you the hard passage. And, <laughs> and I, I appreciate that. You're welcome. Because um, I love you. But so, so the preparation and, and topic, it's, it's, it's a little bit different. Um, Part of it's what I'm going through in my personal life, what I feel like God is teaching me in the moment. And a lot of times I need, I feel like that's something that's for the youth ministry or for the entire church. And so I'll tie that into something that God's teaching me in the here and the now. How do you choose, Kevin? Topic or, or uh, yeah, topic? Yeah. Um, so back when I used to do it, um, kind of basically based up i did a lot of series mostly what i did but i um basically did them based upon what i felt like was needed most at the time so you know that's or you know if i'm reading or studying something personally myself and go hey this is really good i need to share this everybody it's kind of the itch in the bones kind of thing like you just got to get it out so that happened from time to time as well um one thing i do remember back from the seminary days and I, i still think this is actually good advice um was to get away from what I just said, but um, also try to do a whole council type of thing over the year. So, um, you know, do a doctrinal series for part of the time, do a maybe preach through a book of the Bible for a part of the time and, and spread the year out. So where you're actually hitting different, um, different doctrine, different things throughout the year. And that's a good point. We need our, our, our listeners to understand, number one, that we're not a liturgical church, meaning right. we're not following a church calendar, yep. which dictates you read this New Testament scripture for yep. this particular Sunday, and you focus on this Old Testament scripture yep. for this particular Sunday. We're also typically not an expository yeah, church. Which that's means, which means, well, here's what I mean I by think your I, that's definition what, is different. That's what I'm trying yeah, to explain okay. it. Yeah. So expository from the point of we're going to look at a book of the Bible and we're going to start in verse one yeah. and end on the last book, uh, the last chapter. We, we've been in Romans for two and a half years. Exactly. Yeah. So we're we're not expository from that perspective. Now we are expository. That's technically called verse by verse. Okay. Well, I, I, am, I stand corrected then. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, the only reason I say that because that was my next question. Because there are those people who would say the only way to preach is verse by verse, but they assume that that's the only expository way of preaching. Expository mm-hmm. simply means you're exposing the text. And the great preachers of old used to mm-hmm. use one verse. I mean, literally, they take one verse and they would spend the entire time on that one verse. Um, it's a big point of contention amongst preachers. That's why yeah. I'm passionate about it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but keep going. No, that was it. I was, that was just the point that I was making. And so, so what do you say about those who would say the only way to preach is verse by verse through a book? No, I don't think it, I don't think that's true. I, I don't dislike it. I think that's incredible. I'd listen to a lot of those teachers, but, um, I don't think it's the only way. And to me, well, in the verse by verse, um, 
depends on the passage. Yeah. You know, I think there's some passages where you just about have to go verse by verse to dissect the thing. And there's some that it's, you know, I mean, you can, it's more of a, the paragraph says it, you know what? It, so I, it, I think it depends. I think it really depends. I think you can get hung up on one verse and actually dangerously create a whole doctrine out of a one verse that's not even meant to be. Um, now, those preaching verse by verse, hopefully they're not doing that. They're they're taking 10 verses, so they're getting the whole context. And I think that's what they are well, doing. And, and honestly, let's throw out a couple of church words, big words, hermeneutics and and being expository. So basically what that means, and the way that I define that with our teenagers, is we're talking about context. So I, I have the opportunity as someone who's teaching, no matter who it is, that you can take one verse mm-hmm. and preach verse by verse, line by line, but still not have it in the context or, or the exposition yeah. of the yeah. entire Scripture. Yeah. So the, the very idea of being expository is not necessarily reading word by word, but it's also what is the intent of the author based mm-hmm. on who the author is writing to, what the culture right. is of the time, how that fits into the context of the entire Scripture. Mm-hmm. So that truly is part of... of breaking down the verses verse by verse is understanding how it relates to the rest of the scripture and not out of the context of just that one section of scripture so and again that's almost a totally different topic that we could spend a lot of time discussing is is that aspect that's not really how we prepare that's a good point because it does actually give us the basis for how we prepare i think because if if you don't have a proper if you don't have a proper foundation of what you're doing then your preparation is going to look different, you know. If if you know, because the ends, um, the the end is what we start with. We start with what do we want out of this? Well, we want people to know what God says through His Word, right. but we also want them to know how do they apply it to their life. Because yeah. good preaching really has to have both. Yeah. Not you know, and I, I'm afraid too much. Too much preaching is information. It's about knowing the yeah. Scripture. Yeah. Which is fantastic. I, yeah. I'm, I hope I, I would love for people to know all the details and all that. But if if it doesn't come, it, if it doesn't sink into my soul and it doesn't change me, then it's just information. I've gone to school and I've gotten a degree. Mm-hmm. I haven't be, I haven't had a heart change. And I think what you're saying points directly to that. You know the 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 exposing of the text and also the hermeneutic that you use, not just taking it as itself, but looking at the whole council. That makes a big difference. Um, to and honestly, that is the point of contention with between denominations and between churches is that very idea of taking things in context, out of context. So much of Scripture, so many, honestly, so many of the arguments within churches are based on an expository approach, whether it's in the context of the Scripture in that particular section versus the entire context of the whole of scripture and and denominations and churches are split over such things and that's that's a shame it's not the iron sharpening iron it's more of the you know bending of metal and destruction of of what god's ordained so it becomes more of a contention and a fighting point than it is building each other up in the faith as it's intended you know my early days um it was so tempting to find a passage and go oh Actually, the phrase is "that'll that preach." That says you know? what I want. <laughs> yeah, that says what I want, and and just you know, and you even get the amen corner going because you you know you're fireballing it and you're you're bringing it. 
The danger, though, was, you know, and I know I was guilty back in the early days of preaching that uh, I wasn't really saying what the Scripture was saying. I mean, it looked like it might be saying that on the surface, but with just a little bit of study, you realize that's not what the author was intending at all, you know, the original writer. But, you know, it, it really fit for that day, for that context. So, um, Yeah, it's easy for us to interpret uh, the passage from a Western perspective. Or even our uh, own. A Western 2020 perspective yeah. rather than yeah. a Jewish... Uh, yes. Uh, or mindset. Whatever. Uh, you know, e- Ephesus, Corinth, wherever the, you know, yeah. j- just looking at the, the context of where it was originally. So not to sound like a scholar, but I actually do try to do that now when I'm preparing a message. I do try to look at what this meant, you know, at that time. Yeah. What, what was Paul trying to say to this group of people here? Who was he writing to, you know? Context matter. Context hugely matters. matters. Hugely matters. So I, I determine my topics um, in a ver- in a variety of ways. I actually have a list on my phone. I have a list in my notebook that just are sermon ideas. And so it could be while I'm in a tree stand. It could be while I'm driving down the road. It could be in a conversation, in a podcast, literally 24 hours a day when I'm awake uh, and, a, and a, a thought hits me, oh, that's good then I'm going to write it down. And then I keep this list, and every now and then I'll think through it. But a lot of times, somewhere else, I'll I'll prepare a message, and then I'll go back to the list, and I'll go, oh, that was already on there, and I'll check it off. And really I do that just because it's kind of fodder. It's a starter. It's like kindling wood. But a lot of the messages are prepared based on where God's people are, how I see them at least now, or where he's leading us. But, you know, I never... I say never, almost never do I preach it. As a matter of fact, I can't think of a time that I've done this, but I have to give it. Maybe I have at some point. Uh, I, I don't preach a message for for one person, to one person. Mm-hmm. Now, Intentionally. Yeah, intentionally. Oh, <laughs> yeah. what happens all the it time, the people go, man, yeah. did you know my life? I go, yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah. But I say that because sometimes people think that that, right. that the whole thing is built around them, yeah. which, honestly, that's, that's pretty... Um, well... Pretty uh, narcissistic, I yeah. guess. Well, or the Holy Spirit really is. <laughs> but that's doing exactly something. what it is. Yeah. yeah. But I will, I will preach something based off of conversations. If I have two or three of the same conversations in a week, then then that might be the fodder for a message. Because mm-hmm. to me, it goes, "Hey, God is doing something in this area. This is where this is where we need to address it through God's Word." Yeah. Um, so I, I will plan weeks in advance. Sometimes it'll be week to week. Sometimes, not often, but sometimes things will be planned and Saturday night or even I've had it Sunday morning. God says, no, this is what I want you to preach. Mm. Um, I know when I have when I struggle preparing a message throughout the week that that something's up, you know, because sometimes I just it just doesn't fit. I think this happened a couple months ago. I was trying to force the text to say something I wanted it to say, <laughs> and it, it just uneasy. It just yeah. wouldn't work, so I just had to abandon it. And, go, and then I preached yeah. it the next week, and it was a different. It went in a yeah. whole different direction. Yeah. So how? What, what's the process then? So we know our topic. Mm-hmm. What do? We, how do we approach the topic to be able to preach? Re- okay, for me, uh, read the passage. Or okay, so if we're still on the topic, I identify the passage. At some point, but and by topic we could just mean passage. It could be a or passage, it could yeah. Be topical, yeah. right? So once I'm down to the the, the passage of scripture, I, I start with reading it and reading it and reading it and reading it and try to get it just not necessarily memorized, but but 
part of me. And, and it, you know, after you read it and you read it and you read it, things, to, for me, start kind of coming off the page a little bit. Because I'm reading it slow and I'm really, I'm in my head, it's hard to explain this, but I'm asking questions as I'm reading. I'm asking doubt-triggered questions or, you know, what is somebody, if I read this out loud in, in the congregation, what what are the questions that they're asking? So I'm trying to answer hard questions that I think somebody may be asking in their head. I'm asking, trying to answer the hard questions I'm asking in my own head. So I'm trying to pick it apart and I'm reading it and reading it and reading it. And then for me, this is nowhere taught, but some of my best prep probably happens driving down the road. I'm just, I'm, yeah. I'm chewing on that, just thinking, thinking, thinking. Um, nobody else has bothered me. I'm in the car and just processing and I've had some pretty good nuggets come out of just drive time. So that's the starting point for me. Good. Mine's very similar. My preaching and preparation style has changed dramatically in 20 years. I remember the, the first four Sundays at a little small country church outside of Monroeville, Alabama, Alabama. that I was pastoring bivocationally. And for the first four weeks, I and I had no prepper. I had no I had not been to school at that point. I just started uh, my master's level. So when I say no school, not for preaching and teaching and and theology, things of that nature, I had undergrad and business management. So they didn't teach you how to prepare a sermon <laughs> in, in business management. And I wrote it out like a term paper because that's all I knew to do. Sure. And after four weeks of doing that, I said, this is horrendous. <laughs> you talk about 30 hours for, uh, for a preparation. That's what it was. I was writing a term paper every single week. And no then I was way. reading that term paper. And about week two or three, and definitely by week four, I said, this has got to change. Yeah, yeah. And so I started looking at pastors that I actually sat under that I'd been taught mm-hmm. by as, as a congregate. And I was, remembering their teaching style and their preaching style. And so I'd try to imitate this, or I'd try to emulate them in this particular way, and I started fleshing out what my teaching and preaching and preparation style mm-hmm. actually was. So it's changed drastically over the years. Today, it's I would say it's the easiest for me, but it's really because I've become so comfortable and who I am and my preparation that it's almost second nature at this yeah. point. So it was very similar to Kevin. A lot of nuggets, a lot of things I hear as I'm driving down the road. I like driving, especially when I'm by myself with no radio on, mm-hmm. no distraction. I'm just thinking. Yeah. So much yeah. will pop in my mind during that process. A lot of reading over and over and over again, that particular bit of Scripture, how that ties in with other areas of Scripture, what is in the Old Testament and New Testament that that correlate, that are part of the context of what that Scripture is talking about, what the what the people that I'm speaking to, what I feel like God is saying, this is what they need to hear, this is the the topic, this is what I want them to gather from this, and how to be able to explain that in a logical way. I don't want to be so over the top and so finger-pointing, but at the same time, I don't want to be just cutting jokes and all they remember is the good jokes. Like, you know, I remember as a kid going to my grandparents' house and listening to them talk about the pastor's sermon, and they were remembering the jokes yep. that that the pastor told, and I was like, I, I don't want that. I want them to remember the substance of what the Holy Spirit is trying to say. So that's basically my approach. Very rarely, 
very, very, very rarely do I ever write it out. For me, I'll write down bullet points to remember because as I see that bullet point, what comes back yeah. to my mind now, I've got my mind trained in such a way, I see that bullet point, I can talk about that bullet point for 5, 10, away. 15, yeah. 20 minutes just on that topic. Uh, but again, that's changed. It didn't start that way. It started by I was writing a paragraph to give me now it's a key word or a bullet point. And honestly, there are some times when I feel like I'm so prepared internally that I just I read the scripture and just yeah. uh, allow the Holy Spirit to talk. Now, that's not saying I'm not preparing and I'm just waiting, as I was joking in the beginning. No, of ready. All right, Holy Spirit, just bring whatever you want today. There's a lot of prayer and yeah. preparation that goes into it. But there's also that leaning. I just I know what God's trying to say. And right. so just allowing that to that freedom to go. You know, if you think about it, though. Um, Paul, I very seriously doubt he prepared a sermon. I, I think he knew the scripture, and it was so alive in him that he preached out of the overflow of his heart. Uh, I think the same thing with Stephen, or the, the same thing with any of the apostles. And one of the biggest things I took away from seminary was, or from the preaching class, was that we should always preach with from the overflow of the heart. Mm. And you know that's hard to do so, sometimes. But if the passage is not alive in you, how can you preach it to where it's alive in other people? Now, right. granted, it's the Holy Spirit that does the work. You know, we are human. We got feet of clay, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, we really do want to be preaching something that that's alive inside of us. The only yeah. way for that to happen is for us to be right with God and for us to have spent time with the passage. So my, my, my process is similar. I, I want to know the passage beyond what I want it to say to people. Mm-hmm. I want to know what, what was God saying and what's the purpose of it. And then how does that relate to me? So what? Now what? What do mm-hmm. I do with right. that? I am much more of a storyteller than I am a, a seminary professor. I can do the professor thing, but what happens is um, I don't think that humans operate based on lecture. I think they operate best. They're in their, their most natural state when they're when it's a story when there's a start and that start just carries them through a journey so my goal for preaching is to carry people on a journey through the passage i was actually talking to a young guy the other day about preaching and i said look what you want to do is you want to walk the people that you're with walk them through the passage to meet god that that's the ultimate goal Mm -hmm. and you know unfortunately in seminary the idea can be more about the information, more about the knowledge than it can be about the heart. Again, I'm not knocking. I had a great time. It was wonderful. It was valuable, all sure. those things. But we can't forget that preaching is about life change. It's not about information. I don't know how many preaching classes I had in seminary, four of them or so. I don't remember. They're different ones. Um, and, you know, some of them did specifically teach the three points in a poem and an intro conclusion three points in a poem and and that was the the style they taught um others taught different things you know i remember even having the uh make sure your points all start with the same letter kind of alliteration thing but uh one of the professors i don't remember i would love to give him credit but uh one of the professors one of the last preaching classes i had he actually said you've been taught this you've been taught this you've been taught this way he said, let me speak to that. Here's what I advise. You don't need three points. You don't need four points, but make sure you have a point. <laughs> and I loved that. It's always stuck sure. with me. Make sure you have a point. And he actually, and I, I, I actually still like this. I kind of, this drives me still. 
even if I have three points or four points, I still have a point. And so um, I try to, kind of what you're saying, like letting them leave, not with the jokes. I try to have one bottom line theme driving the entire thing the whole time. And so a lot of times now, especially my latest messages, I'll repeat uh, the same exact thing multiple, multiple times within the message, just trying to make sure that that, because my thing is they're sitting over lunch and they go, hey, what did the preacher talk about today? I want them to be able to say, well, he said this sentence about eight times, you know. Yeah. So that's well, the and point. that actually was is what I was going to say next. That one of the things I remember being taught, and I it even applies to our podcast right here, is tell people what you're going to tell them. Yeah. Tell them, and then tell them what you told them. Yep. And to, but that is what you're saying, Kevin, yeah. of over and over and over, not beating something not to beating death, it, but. but Understanding this is the essence of what we're talking about right. today, let that soak in. If you yeah. miss everything else, just just get the heartbeat behind it, and you may not be able to quote it verbatim, but you understand the heartbeat behind it. I mean, even Jesus said, he who has ears, let him hear. I think he's basically saying, sit up, pay attention. This is, this is about to be important. <laughs> I love the idea of the hard left. I love, love, love to surprise people because... Uh, and, and what I'm saying is I, I like to bring them down a path to where they have no idea that I'm about to take a hard turn on it. Because to me, that's that shock value of, oh, wow, I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. And I like that because that's isn't that what makes a great movie? I mean, isn't sure. a movie great when you're when you're like, oh, da, 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 whoa, I never saw that coming. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that's what you remember. I mean, that's the thing that you get, yeah. and that's the thing you talk about afterwards. Mm-hmm. So my preaching, I want to I want to try to, like move people down a road and then take a hard break and mm-hmm. and and show them a truth in the midst of something that's stupid or funny or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and I, I do that intentionally. I want sure. people to get to that spot, but I also want people to leave feeling like they have they have swam in the text and or, or they have they have walked with God mm-hmm. and that God had a had a word for them for that day mm-hmm. um, definitely. Um, not always easy. I definitely don't always accomplish that, but that's always the goal. Hmm. So, so tell me this: Do you ever leave going, man? I blew that thing. Golly, <laughs> let's see. Talk about a stink bomb. If I preach, if I if I, if I preach fifty times in a year, yeah. that's about forty three. No. Uh, I've been in the middle of sermons before. I'm preaching. So going, I don't I even could, want to listen I don't to myself. Know. If I could take a nap right now, I would. My goodness. Yeah. Lord, just get me through this thing. But you know, some of those messages are actually the most powerful. Yeah. I've honestly stopped myself a few times. Not not many, but there's been times where I've stopped myself and went, "Guys, I'm not feeling this today." Uh, you know, and <laughs> let's sing. Holy Spirit. Yeah, I mean, and just say, just own it, and then you know, see what God does with that. So, you know, I think what people need more than anything else is they need us to wrestle with the Scripture in front of them mm-hmm. to a point. That is kind of a challenge, actually, backtracking a little bit. It's a challenge because a passage is so deep. There's mm-hmm. so much in a, in just a single passage yeah. that the tendency is to want to give them everything we learned while studying. Right. And that's that's not possible. I mean, it's possible, but, but like you said, they're not going to remember three points, eight points, whatever. They're going to remember a point. Yeah, and to the... Young pastor that's listening, the seminary student, um, back in the day, you may remember this. I This is the worst advice I ever got. But they said, your first sermon, you're going to just 
be done in five minutes, and you're going to say everything you ever know about God, and you're done. I, I never, I never had that problem. <laughs> I had just the opposite problem, and most young preachers I know have this problem. So don't stand up there for an hour and a half. Yeah. Go on and on and on. The hardest part about preaching is knowing when to quit and bringing it down. So yeah. everything you've studied during the week is not going to come out on Sunday morning, and you got to. That's the art is finding out what to take out, not what to put in. So, and we have to check our own egos too, because yeah. a lot of preachers, and I and I mean this sadly, uh, they think that the 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 importance or the the proof of their preaching is in how many Greek words or how many Hebrew words they can expose the people to. Yeah. And the fact is, people don't need Greek and Hebrew. Now, they do need to know what the text says. Every but once in a while, it really does. But, absolutely. But, but yeah. we have to check our own heart and say, am I telling them the Greek word because it makes me look smart? <laughs> yeah, right. Or am I telling them because they really need to know that this is what the text means? Right. Um, one, of the, one of the things that I was taught by Dr. Shaddix, actually, is um, he said, look, instead of just saying the Greek says, just say the original language of the text says. Yeah. That'll kind of check your own heart. Yeah. And somehow or another, it really does. Yeah. You know? So agreed. Well, there's a lot more we could talk about because we really did just scratch the surface. One last piece of advice to the young one out there: um, listen to good old preaching. Young Padawan, listen to good preaching. Yes. What you consider to be young preaching. There, there's there's listen a lot to old preaching. Well, there's there's a lot of styles out there. So if you're attracted to a certain style, that probably means that's the style that you're leaning towards, and that's okay. You know, listen to what what you think you are and. You know, I don't say mimic, but yeah, mimic. <laughs> Watching helps. So, hmm. but I w- I totally agree. But, but I would add to it. But become comfortable in your own yeah, style, and don't you. let somebody else's process or yes. pattern dictate yours. Yeah, there's you. a lot of guilt in preaching. Yep. That I I didn't do it this way, or I didn't do it that way. You know, much it, like I appreciate live music where I hear a wrong note. Yeah. Because I know auto tune is not there, I actually appreciate preaching, where the guy stumbles and stutters a little bit because I know this guy's real. Yeah. So you don't. Everybody doesn't have to be completely polished. Just be you. Do you, man? Do you? You do yeah. you? Do you? <laughs> All right, Brent. You got anything else? Just bring it. Bring, bring it. it. So I, I like the old preacher saying, "If that don't light your fire, your wood's wet." One last piece of advice: Tony Evans has incredible illustrations. But don't try them yourself, because they only work with Tony Evans. That's from experience. That is. <laughs> That's only true. Tony can do his illustrations. Only Tony can do Tony. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. That's how, at least the beginning of how we prepare a sermon. Yep. We will see you all on the flip side. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. Want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.